Ah, Lieutenant Suichi said, understanding now. Go. Well, I understand why you would not care to squat over a pot like the others. I will be pleased to accompany you outside now that the shelling has stopped for the moment. But we will have to hurry. I am quite able to hurry, Lieutenant, she said, smiling at him. He tried to smile back, but he was too nervous, and it came out a bit crooked. Let me just explain the situation to Captain Sakuri. He cast an uneasy glance at the native men behind her and confided, Those men, they always look like they want to murder me. Aye, Lieutenant, that is because they do. Ah, well, he shrugged, I suppose they have good reason. She nodded. Yes, very good reason, more than you might imagine. After absorbing her comment, Soichi bobbed his head and then picked his way through the lounging troops and thence to a Riku Sentai officer who harangued him about something for several minutes, then dismissively waved him away. Soichi bowed to the man deeply, then put on his helmet and hurried back to the nun. We may go now, sister, if you'll follow me. He nodded toward an aperture in the fortress, one of two. The aperture led to a zigzag corridor lined with sandbags stacked ten feet high. Since he had designed the sand fortress, the lieutenant proudly explained the purpose of the crooked opening. If a bomb or artillery shell should explode outside, sister, its force and shrapnel have no direct path to the interior of the fortress. My design also forces attackers to come through the corridor no more than one or two at a time. This makes it easier for defense. Faith, tis a grand design indeed, Sister Mary Kathleen said with feigned enthusiasm. Feigned because she wished to continue to curry the lieutenant's favor. He had been kind to her and her fellow boys since their arrival on the atoll and she feared what might happen without his influence. Where did he learn to build such a truly magnificent fort, Lieutenant? Soichi shrugged, though it was plain from his expression that he was pleased by her compliment. I studied a few books on field fortification architecture, he said modestly, and I used my imagination. It shows, Lieutenant. Aye, it does. Soichi nodded in gratitude, then led her through the sandbagged corridor to the outside, where dawn was struggling to appear. The sand and powdered coral covering the flat atoll was made pink by the rising sun, which glowed like a distant ember through the dust raised by the barrage. The air stank of scorched gunpowder. It burned her nose and made her sneeze. God bless you, sister, Soichi said without irony. She sneezed again. Oh, this awful sulfurous smell. It is a hellish stench. Soichi sucked loudly between his teeth. Yes, sister, the stink of hell indeed. He chose a path behind a steep wall of sand. Here we will be safe. I designed this embankment to stop naval artillery, which tends to come in flat. The shells hit and throw up dirt, but otherwise have no effect. I had many such walls built all over the island. Soichi stopped and pointed toward a grove of palm trees and low bushes that were sheltered by the sand wall. Now, sister, if you'll go there... I will stay here to ensure your privacy. She expressed her gratitude, then had her private moment in the bushes and returned to find Soichi consulting his wristwatch. I think the Americans will be starting their bombardment again soon, he told her. You must hurry back to the fortress. Just follow the path. You're not going with me? Yes. I mean, no. I'm sorry. Answering such a question with a negative when it should require a positive is a peculiarity of English that is hard for most Japanese to grasp. But never mind. Yes, I'm not going back because I intend to find a hole to crawl into and somehow survive the coming battle. 
Captain Sakuri, as you may have noticed, is not pleased with me. He thinks I am weak because I do not share his enthusiasm for dying. If I go back with you, I think he intends to force me to lead some kind of insane bonsai charge. I shall miss ye, Lieutenant, she said truthfully. You've been like a knight to a lady in distress. He bobbed his head. It has been my pleasure, sister. Now come with me. I wish to show you something. He led her up the slant of the embankment and then bade her to lie down beside him so that they could just peek over it. Her flowing white habit rustled as she flattened herself against the warm sand. On the other side, she observed a cratered moonscape and a grove of shattered palm trees. Beyond was a glittering lagoon, and past it lay an astonishing number of big gray ships strung broadside to the beach. The American fleet, Lieutenant Soichi advised. Aboard those ships are many rough, angry men.